folks, this weekend we got the spring game, the A-Day game for your Crimson Tide, which will be on Saturday, 2 p.m. Central Time kickoff, Bryant-Denny Stadium, SEC Network Plus. We'll have the call. You're rocking and rolling here on a Monday. Getting that work week started off for you correctly on the hottest show on the streets. That fire, that number one form for your Crimson Tide football news. In my own words, yours truly, Stephen Smith of Touchdown Alabama Magazine. Welcome in, welcome in, welcome on in. As the mothers and grandmothers would always say, get in here while this something tea is good and the food is hot. So right now we're bringing you the show from the magic city of Birmingham, streaming this to you on YouTube and speaking of the channel. If you haven't done so, go ahead and hit subscribe right now. Smash that subscribe button now. Get all your friends and your family members to subscribe also because if you love the content, they will also. Also, don't, don't forget to leave a like there. Give us a thumbs up, a like on the show. Run those likes up. Get those likes past the moon. Let's get this show right here up to 50 likes on the channel. Appreciate you guys for all the love and support that you show to us, making this your show, your network channel platform and space to talk Crimson Tide. Also, don't forget to turn those notifications on. Hit that little notification bell so that way you miss nothing absolutely nothing when it comes to your Bama football coverage. We also got you streaming here the show on Facebook and Twitter as well. Got a lot to discuss today. A lot of fun stuff to get into. Alabama finishing up its second scrimmage of spring ball over the weekend prior to the A-Day game this week. So we'll look at some uh, guys that stood out, some positional groups that are starting to rise and players that are starting to rise as well. But we want to hear from you today. The passionate fans of Bama football, you can do this by calling 205-448-1358. Number to call in right there, 205-448-1358. And one more time, 205-448-1358. Want to hear from you. Blow the phone lines up. Let your ideas, your thoughts, your events, your opinions be made known right here for daily super chat go $75 daily super chat go we got a couple right here so how about my man Bill Bill from New York with that $10 donation in the super chats dropping that love in the bucket right there appreciate that from, uh, from my man Bill and then Jamie Wilhelm with that $4.99 in the super chats appreciate the love there coming from Bill and Jamie we're right now also because of you, us all together as a family, we're now at 25,000 subscribers strong. How about you guys? Woo! The incredible fans, the incredible family of Bama football, 25,000 subs strong. You guys are doing an outstanding job making this your network, your show, when you talk about Crimson Tide football. Guys, shout out my man John Ivory in the production studio doing his thing. And once again, it's Monday. So you know what Monday brings? It brings Patrick P. Money down back in here. Another Monday, a fresh week with Pat. Pat, what's going on, man? Uh, everything's going good, Steven. Love being here every Monday. And I was glad I was here for some history this time. 25,000 subscribers. It's a big accomplishment. I really appreciate everyone's support to the channel and just our site in general. Without you guys, we aren't going to be able to do what we do. Absolutely. You, you heard the man. You heard Pete Money. Without you guys, the fans, we're not able to do what we enjoy doing. 
just giving you uh, the Bama fate for the content that is Crimson Tide football. With that being said, we jump into now topic number one of the conversation, and that being uh, something a bit more interesting here. And, uh, you know, Alabama, Nick Saban trying to get more, I guess, NIL name, image, likeness, or deals into uh, the program. And you got the high tide traditions, a third-party source trying to, you know, help the players get their name more so out there, leading them to these businesses to get the compensation for their name, image, and likeness. And, of course, Pat, when you and I both saw the story, we thought, hmm, this is interesting. This this is intriguing. This is kind of kind of different here because we know, you know, Alabama's not the only school in the SEC working with you know a lot of these NIL things. Uh, but Alabama trying to, to to be that school where you want to get the national championships, you want to get you know, the number one draft picks, but but then you also want to be at the top of or try to be at the top of the name, image, likeness thing, you know, as well. And for a lot of people out there, Pat, they were kind of iffy about, uh, should players get paid? Is this going to throw off the integrity of the game? Is college sports becoming pro sports? Uh, me, me, me personally, I was all in for players getting compensated. But for you, Pat, do you still feel like it's the right thing or do you think it's become the wild, wild west and we need to have a bit more of a control on it. Well, it absolutely is the wild, wild west. And Alabama, you know, with having this third-party conglomerate, it, even though it's not affiliated with the school, it's just another thing to point to in terms of recruiting and wanting to get these players into their program. And, you know, as of right now, I'm still for the players getting paid. I'm absolutely still for the players getting played. I mean, there's just too many years of where all these guys are kind of be getting taken advantage of and, use, you know, whether however many jerseys were, were, were sold or autographs were signed and, no compensation at all for them. So based off just making money off their name, image, and likeness, I'm still all for it. But, you know, I still <laughs> – there has to be some sort of level of regulation to it because, like we've mentioned, it is the wild, wild west. And, you know, these big schools are just going to keep getting stronger with all the money that they have going into them. So that, that I'm still for it, but maybe you know, ask me again in a few years if, if, I, if I still think this is the right thing going on right now. I think for me, Pat, it's putting this under a magnifying glass and wondering, uh, do the pros outweigh the cons? Because, of, of course, there's pros and cons to everything. The pros, like we mentioned, these young men are getting paid. They, they, they are getting compensated for what they do on the field, and that's a big pro because they didn't have that you know, years back. But I still have to look at the cons and go, what does this do in terms of the integrity of the game? Because when you ask a lot of people out there, they go, well, I'm a college guy. I'm not an NFL guy. NFL is about the money. The college is the love and the pageantry and the enjoyment and the excitement of the sport. And you get the purists that feel like if you pay the players, it's going to rob something from us. So, so it's pros and cons to everything. But do you feel like in the case of Alabama and in the case of Nick Saban, can the pros outweigh the cons to you? I think so, because if you're going to Alabama for solely just for NIL, if you're a five-star player going to Alabama solely for NIL, I mean, all power to you. But you're you in its purest form, you want to go to Alabama for that long-term compensation, meaning that for, if you want to go to Alabama, try to be a first-round draft pick. Right. Because however much money you can make, name, image, likeness, after four years, that's over. If you go to the NFL, that is – Years and years and years generational, of generational wealth. We're wealth we're saying, yeah, exactly what we're talking about. That's years of, of compensation. And if you're good, you're going to keep earning contracts. It's long-term 
it's long-term income, which is what, what can be created if you go to Alabama and you develop and you take the coaching and, and go forth like that. So I think it's just it's almost just the kind of the player's mindset that they have to understand that, you know, the NIL, it's good. You should absolutely take advantage of it. But you're, you go to college, for, you, you go to these programs to learn, to, to basically learn how to play at the next level. Now, do, do you see it also more, Pat, as just more, I guess, bigger competition? When you look at NIL just due to we saw what Texas A&M was able to do with that, that recruiting class that just brought in with NIL. If you look at what's going on at George with NIL and, you know, USC, that's Tech Town, that's Silicon Valley and all that technology they got over there in California with NIL. So do you, do you picture Coach Saban is trying to create that culture where, okay, in Tuscaloosa, you can win championships most definitely. You can become a first-round pick absolutely, but then you can also have that NIL also just seeing what A&M has been doing, Texas has been doing, USC, Georgia, these other states and programs taking big advantages here of NIL. Is Saban trying to create the scenario where you can truly have it all at Alabama even though it kind of looks like already you can have it all at Alabama. Yeah, I think you absolutely can't have it all at Alabama right now. And, like, he absolutely is trying to create that sort of culture in this new day and age of college football because a majority of the teams you just named are on Alabama's schedule this year and for the years to come. So why shouldn't he be trying to, like, if if Texas A&M is doing something, taking full advantage of NIL, why shouldn't Alabama? they got to stay competitive on the field and off the field. So I think Nick Saban can do anything he can. And he's alluded to it in the past of how if there's no regulation, then the rich are going to get richer. And he was he kind of warned everybody, but he also didn't say that he wouldn't do it. So if it's within the rules, why why shouldn't he be involved in this stuff like this? I feel like, and I've said this before, Pat, everything that's been thrown at Coach Saban in terms of obstacles, because he's entering year number 16, it's crazy to think about it, Saban entering year 16 at Alabama, but with all the obstacles that the game has tried to hurl or throw at him, he's always been able to maneuver through it well, whether it's a different recruiting schedule, the early period and the traditional period, or him losing coaches each year and bouncing back with new coaches, him losing players each year, bouncing back with players, the transfer portal. He's found a way to really kind of dominate this thing now. So with NIL, how do you see Saban even – maneuvering this and manipulating this to where, okay, they thought this would hurt the legacy and Alabama. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to flip it to where it helps us even more. How do you see Saban pulling that off? Well, it's just adapt, or, adapt in order to survive. I mean, we can he can sit up there and just complain about, oh, I want – and like some coaches do do this, that they just sit up at, the, at their press conferences and say, oh, I want the old days of college football back. Where's the integrity? Where Nick Saban's like, well, we just got to adapt because this is just how it is. There's just We're going to be wasting time if we're just reminiscing about the past and wanting to go back to the good old days. But, you know, this is just this is just like kind of the new way of life. You got to just uh, – you you're forced to adapt if you want to remain if you want to remain at the top. And that's what Alabama ultimately has its eyes set on. Well, hopefully for the Crimson Tide, Pat, and of course the fans out there, as long as NIL does not get in the way of this program consistently winning championships, the Bama fans are cool with it. The moment the NIL becomes okay, we're not winning championships, then people can look at that NIL and go, can we kind of do something different about this? But as long as it's yielding uh, or it's not uh, imp- impeding uh, 
away from championships. I think the people will be cool with that. Yeah, I don't think it has yet, but like I said, at, let's see where we're at in five years. If this, if if the, there aren't any rules or regulate new rules and regulations put out, let's see how this let's see how this looks in five years. Well, we look at the high tide traditions, folks. That is being uh, trying to help out here with the Crimson Tide third party. Not it's not affiliated with the University of Alabama, but it is licensed to sell Crimson Tide gear, college football gear, getting that consent from uh, the university. So we'll see how this goes. Name image like this has got pros, it's got cons, but how do you feel about it as fans? How do you feel about it as consumers of Bama football? We get your thoughts, your conversations, your viewpoints. Let's talk with you guys right after this. You're watching In My Own Words with Stephen M. Smith, brought to you by We Own the Fourth Quarter. Get your four-finger bling necklace today by visiting weownthefourthquarter.com. Throw them foes up. 9 players have teamed up and released the Alabama Team Paper, which is a video yearbook they've put out for sale direct to fans. Now for the first time, small dollar purchases from the fans can support the players as a group as well as a great cause because $1 of every subscription payment is donated to the Boys and Girls Club of America. Be a 5-star fan base and support your team and a great cause with Team Paper. Check it out at teampaper.com/alabama. Remember the taste of Grandma's delicious sweets? Emily's Heirloom Pound Cakes brings back those precious memories with just one bite. Each cake made from scratch. They make the perfect dessert to share with family and friends for any occasion, and ordering is easy. Visit emilyshirloompoundcakes.com. Click the online store and shop. Then pick up your fresh cake at the kitchen in downtown Homewood. Order yours online at emilyshirloompoundcakes.com. Emily's Heirloom Pound Cakes, making memories from scratch. All right, people, we're back in from the break on a Monday. Hottest show in the streets. Got that fire. Talking Crimson Tide football in my own words. George truly, Stephen Smith of Touchdown Alabama Magazine. Appreciate my man Patrick P. Money Dowd, breaking news reporter for TDA in that first segment. Talking name, image, likeness, NIL, the pros and cons of it all. Such an interesting conversation to dive into, but we got some super uh, some super chats right here. Man, I can't talk for some reason. We got Lucian, Lucian dropping in that ten dollar donation. Appreciate Lucian there for that love in the hat behind him. We got my man Mechanic walking in here with that fifty dollar donation, showing love. Appreciate Mechanic. And my man Tobias Brooks is the man from West Coast, from Fresno, from California, with that 100 piece that Ben Franklin in the Super Chat showing love as well. Appreciate all of you guys helping us out, meeting that daily Super Chat goal of $75. Also, want to appreciate you, the fans, the family, helping us get to 25,000 subscribers strong on the YouTube channel. You guys are absolutely phenomenal. But right now, we go to the phone lines to take your calls. The call statement brought to you by the Blue Ridge Gang, 205-448-1358. Number to call in, 205-448-1358. We grab a call here. You're live on the show. What's going on? How we feeling? State your name and where you calling from? Well, first of all, we want to celebrate a little bit here tonight. 25,000 subscribers. It takes everybody, everybody in the chat 
everybody from the first to right now it made this 25,000 subscribers tonight i tell you what i couldn't be more excited in my life p money was sounding good i tell you steven you had him wound up he was really laying the law down but we want to be we want to talk a little serious tonight well you know i hadn't really uh delved into this um topic a whole lot but a lot of people have called and asked me why is Derek Dooley at Alabama I said well if Derek Dooley thought Georgia was going to be the next big thing that's where he'd be they said no he couldn't I said yes he can I said his daddy was Vince Dooley he can walk in over and get any job he wants except for the head coaching job but he's at Alabama think about that for a minute now I want to ask you to get hold of Justin what do you think about these two transfers Mims and Wilkes are we going to get these guys on our offensive line, Stephen? What do you think? I would like so. I know I'm, I'm going to get in touch with Justin to see where he feels like these guys may be leaning, but I would hope so. Well, I'm going to tell you something. One, I'm six foot seven, three thirty. I can't remember the other one. He's about six five something. So, you know, we need another tackle, and it never hurts to have two centers. You know, two smart centers. It never hurts. Uh, a center can play other positions if they're real smart, like Barrett Jones used to. So, you know, that's what we need. Them guys slide in. You know, people's not thinking why Derek Doody is. Derek Doody knows why he's at Alabama. He knows who's going to win. He knows who the best is. Or he'd be at Georgia. But anyway, I'm going to get off here. Y'all looking good. All y'all in the Blue Ranch game should celebrate tonight. Y'all done this 25,000. Y'all are the best. This is the best show on YouTube, the hottest show on the streets. I got to get off here. I'll talk to y'all Wednesday. Bye-bye, everyone. Appreciate weighing and calling into the show on a Monday. We grab this call here. You're live on the show. What's going on? How we feeling? State your name. And where you calling from? Stephen, Bill from New York. How you doing tonight? Doing great, my man. What's going on, Bill? Well, you know, Stephen, I, I, I got an article. I saw it on Facebook today, you know, from one of these sites. I don't know. It wasn't good. It was talking about Hall, R.J. Hall. I don't want to kick a dead horse, but it, it made me feel bad. It said that he was escorted out by the police, uh, accused him of threatening Bryce. I don't, I'm, I'm not trying to start a rumor. I, I happen to doubt it, you know what I mean, because I think you would have been talking about it if it was true. But it, it caused a big stir on Facebook, on, on some site that came up. You know, so it, but it got me thinking about it. And, I, you know, the whole situation. And I really do feel bad for the kid. And again, I don't believe it happened. But I remember a quote from Saban where he said that nobody cares. Nobody ever asked him from the NFL about, like, how a player did in their sophomore year. And, you know, we're thinking about it. Like, all the, we have all this talent. And I'm sure there were times where Tua thought he was better than Jalen. You know, Mac might have thought he was better than Tua. You know, Bryce might have thought he was better than Mac at some point. But they all hung on, and every name I just mentioned, they're millionaires. They're millionaires because they stayed with our system. You know what I mean? I wish the kid well. I, I don't wish him any harm. And, like, also Christian Miller, what I heard him say once is when he got to Alabama, he was the best player in his high school. And he felt like he was the best player in maybe his whole state. And then he got there and looked around, and everybody was the best player in the high school and state. And I heard a running back say he thought he was a bad dude, you know, until he got to Alabama and took a look at Bo Scarborough and said he thought he was looking at Superman. You know, 
that's the kind of talent we have. I hope the kid's all right. You know, I hope the rumors aren't true. I hope the kid's okay. Want to know, A, if you heard anything about it, and B, you understand what I'm saying, like the point I'm trying to make. I mean, number one, Bill, I haven't heard anything about that. And uh, the point that you're trying to make, I agree. I I wish the best for Hall because, uh, to me, you're first a human being before you're an athlete. So for him, I hope he gets the guidance that he needs because it it just sounds like he may not have the right guidance. So I hope he gets the guidance, the help, the, 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 the father figure that he needs there, just someone to really put him on the right path. Because all of the potential is there. I mean, you could clearly see the potential to be a star. It's just he's, to me, it just seems like he's lacking that guidance. And if he can find himself, you know, a strong you know, father figure, guidance figure, somebody that can mentor and help him, I think he'll be okay. I definitely going to be okay. I appreciate my man Bill from New York there for that call. They want to see good things come from Hall, but – Definitely want to see him get that guidance all. So we take this call here. You're live on the show. What's going on? How we feeling? State your name and where you calling from. How's it going, Steven? This is Tobias, man. Calling from Fresno. Hoping all is well. How's it going, man, with you? you looking good today, man. D- appreciate it, man. Doing fantastic. We got the A-Day game this week. I mean, spring football just flew by. Oh, man. I'm pumped up about it, too. Um, and actually, you know, I know two years ago and beyond, we would be able to get a lot more um, insight on all the practices and all of that. But thank you for keeping those little little pieces of nuggets coming through and, and putting up the little two, three-minute videos on something that you hear on uh, YouTube. And I also like the way, just in terms of content, when you take when you guys have taken this longer show, and then you break it down into subjects and then push those back out on YouTube as smaller segments um, like they do in some of those other shows. I like that. I think it's meaningful. It's really easy to kind of share share a little clip of something that me and my guys, my football guys all over the nation be talking about. We always on chats just talking football, man, you know, ex-football players and stuff. We just always trying to relive the moment. But so I love the way the content goes, man. So thank you so much for that. And, um, man, there's so much to dig into. Uh, first, I want to um, uh, congratulate um, the 25,000 subscribers. Uh, I heard uh, Waylon say that. And, man, you know, I, I tell you all the time, I remember when you was on that podcast, and I just, man, I was like, this guy just needs to be. So I, I just always just, you know, we always praying for you, man, because we love the content. We love what you do. We, um, my wife even uh, walked past the show. She always kind of like, you know, been in her ear in, and she heard you say um, in your your um, exit when you were saying, you always say, you know, okay, you know, wives, you know, love your husbands, husbands, love your wives, you know, kids. She was like, man, that, that, that's, a, that's, a, that's a righteous brother. That's, that's good that, you know, that in the football thing that he even talks like that, you know, so – now she's taking on to you, man. But anyway, to the football, the NIL, um, I have to be honest with you, man. I wasn't on that that boat, um, and, and that's as an ex-athlete. I, I wasn't really on the whole NIL thing. I didn't under, quite understand it. Um, I would say that knowing what I know about uh, Nick Saban and other coaches like him um, that have the war chest, 
chances are they're going to use the war chest to stabilize kids and to say, okay, what is it? Um, let's let's get these deals and let's also make sure that you uh, don't have to run around the world um, spending up time where you could be practicing, you could be working out, you could be doing all of that because that's the danger of it. I saw the Sean kid on um, Paul Feinball today and he's talking about how he opened up the NIL agency and all of that. I don't care what nobody say, man. There's there's no way um, uh, for you to manage all of that and get down to the nitty gritty. Um, I would also say that there's some equity issues just in terms of, you know, like where I came from, you know, where I came from, you know, I had to be on the hustle. So I didn't have like, you know, wealthy family that was going to stabilize me. And, and then, you know, so my thing was all about the grind. So I think it'll work out differently for different athletes. I think um, in their attempt to try to create parity in the sport, people with the war chest are going to win out, period. That's what's going to happen. So Nick Saban and them, I can see them creating um, or outsiders creating, um, you know, some NIL kind of uh, interest. Kids sign up with it. They do all your marketing for you. They do all this for you. That money is coming into you. It's that passive income and you taking care of business, you know, because working with Nick Saban, man, he producing millionaires, man. I mean, he's up to, I think one report said he's up to a billion dollars um, that, that ex-athletes have now acquired just by going through his program, man. Now, to this um, Hall kid, listen, I, I'm not disparaging anyone, but now we're in a landscape, man, where if you want to act like a professional athlete, then, okay, we just treat you like a professional athlete. He was toxic from the get. We gave him a lot of credibility based on one spring game. And I don't mean no harm, but I'm like, you got to do it on the field. And so, as, as and I agree with Bill, we wish him the best, but I'm saying that almost like cutting my eye, like, like, why? It's whatever. It don't matter. You know, and like you said, I hope he has a father figure or whatever, but if someone is going to be toxic and ain't nobody done nothing to you, that's different. Now, I wish Trey Sanders the best when he got into the accident. That's somebody I'm like, man, I wish him the best. He came in talking about he was going to win the Heisman the first year, had accident after Okay, I wish you the best. Um, other Eddie, Eddie Jackson, I wish you the best. Sean Dion Hamilton, I wish you the best. These are people that were grinding and supporting the program and being on point. But when you toxic, nah, man, I, I kind of don't. It's whatever. It's whatever you do, you do. Um, and so, and then the last thing I just want to point out, sorry to take up all the time. I'll drop some more in the chat, man, because I know this stuff costs. Look, the O-line, I appreciate saving gave us a beautiful nugget saying that he's given Randolph an opportunity to win that spot. That is, man, that is the bomb um, for him to have the opportunity to win that spot. But Steven, I don't think he's going to win that spot. I think he's going to be that tight end kind of blocking um, uh, that, that blocking uh, uh, tight uh, tackle uh, block, blocking tight end. I think you're going to have Javon Cohen. If I'm saying that right, I think he's going to kick out to tackle initially. I think Emil Eckier, when he comes back, he's going to be a guard. I think our man Seth is going to win that position outright over Dalcourt. I think that Damian George, I think I said that right, is going to be that guard. And we saw J.C. Latham. 
you know what I'm saying? The Brockemeyer boy um, from you guys report said that he's also, you know, doing some things he needs to do. And I know it's a couple of other kids. So I think that's going to be the offensive line. I'll take your comments off the air. You know, we love what you do. Roll Tide. Appreciate my man Tobias Brookins from Fresno calling in. And it's an offensive line. Definitely a work in progress. But Eric Wolford, Coach Wolford, is pushing those right buttons there. We grab this call here. You're live on the show. What's going on? How we feeling? State your name and where you calling from. Hey, Steven Evans, uh, Robert from Mobile. Rob, what's going on, man? Hey, you brought some uh, interesting questions there about the uh, name, image, and likeness. And, uh, you know, it's uh, I, mean, I went to a small school, uh, South Alabama, in Mobile. And schools like mine, um, they won't be able to compete with uh, Alabamas and Texas and Texas A&M with name, image, and likeness money. Um, it, uh, it, the sport's going to, college football's going to turn into a more of a, of a business, uh, you know, it's already been that you know big money business for the university. It's just that now a lot of the uh, athletes will be able to get in on some of the revenue from it, which isn't a bad thing in and of itself. Because it does mean that there's going to be changes and things like what Texas A&M did or Texas AT uh, Texas ATM did <laughs> with uh, getting with their players by uh, whatever means. Um, Nick Saban will have to and Alabama will have to adjust to that to uh, you know maybe beef up the offensive line with some players that they can uh, swing name, image, and likeness deals from or without saying that's what they're doing. But it's then that's it's going to turn out that way. Well, don't they say warned against that, too. It's going to turn out to the uh, the bigger schools are just going to continue to get even more players. The playing field won't be level in that respect as far as, uh, you know, one team, uh, teams who have the advantage. The larger schools are in the more – and the more prestigious schools, the schools with, uh, you know, football pedigree, they're going to continue to rake in the great players. And the other schools are going to get further behind, like my school is going to get further behind. But, you know, that's just how it goes. It's the only alternative to that is to continue the uh, system like it is where the people that with risking the most get the least from it. And that's and it, it, who are most responsible for the revenue, the players. And that's not a good system either. Now, you know, especially if the schools weren't benefiting off the players' name, image, and likeness, then you did what you would have a case. So, you know, nobody benefits from it. But you can't have the schools benefiting from players' name, image, and likeness, and the players don't. That's just was never fair. So, that's a that's a part that's going to have to happen. I still look at college football the same because you know we all know we always knew under the table the the players were benefiting a bit, you know, with the with $100 handshakes, what they used to call it. It just moves it more up, uh, uh, more out in the open. Although, again, what Texas A&M did, that's, <laughs> that's what we be a violation of the rule, but if you can't prove it, I guess it's not. And it's stuff, stuff like that's going to be impossible to prove, really difficult to prove. So Alabama will have to will adjust to it as well, as Nick Saban and team always does. Uh, going back to uh, Jai Hall, again, it's um, – it is unfortunate. I was hoping, you know, after that uh, t- tweet he sent out about, you know, apologizing for the play in the championship game, that he would be, you know, boy, okay, he's contrived. He's ready to take the next step to be the next great Alabama receiver, but it's just, uh, it just didn't work out that way. Like your previous caller says, uh, we were maybe premature with his talent. You know, one A-day, one really good A-day game, 
does not a successful career make. Uh, otherwise, you know, Mac Jones wouldn't have been Mac Jones. I mean, his first eight-day game wasn't all that great, but he, you know, he, he uh, transcended from it. So we guess we uh, we saw potential in him, but you know, I mean, it, it just right, it just never panned out, unfortunately. And I think it has more to do with attitude more than ability, and that that was unfortunate. But yeah, well, there'll have to be adjustments made, and we know what the going forward. And we see how teams like A&M is playing the game. We'll just have to play it accordingly. Maybe eventually there'll be some commissioner or something, or college football may just have some authority that everybody says, okay, you're the authority. You set the rules for this. When A&M's your license and everything else, and we'll all abide by it. That's what really needs to happen sooner or later, either commissioner or something like that. But until then, it's uh, every team for themselves. Appreciate the thoughts there, Robert from Mobile, calling into the show. I always appreciate my man Rob for his thoughts right there. We grab this call here. You're live on the show. What's going on? How are we feeling? State your name and where you're calling from. What's going on, Alabama family and uh, Mr. Stephen Smith? Uh, it's your boy Ballard calling in uh, from Coleman. Ballard, what's going on, man? Not much. I'm excited for A Day. I won't be going to the game, but I will be hanging out here with my grandparents and uh we'll be watching the game, uh definitely. Uh but yeah, I, I don't I really don't want to get into the whole Ajai Hall thing. I just you know, the only thing I'll say is, you know, we don't hate the man, we just hate what kinda comes out or what's going on inside. Uh you just kinda pray for him and uh he can uh, find help and get better. But overall, I think this year is going to be very exciting for the Crimson Tide. And obviously, you know, A-Day is um, a, a very traditional and uh, great event um, for us as fans who maybe don't know exactly what's behind the scenes. We get a, a firsthand look. But I wrote an article on my website for five things I want to see on A-Day and really throughout the season. But I think the first thing, it starts with Bryce Young, but I think a big thing to watch out for is Ty Simpson and Jalen Milrow. Who's going to be quarterback number two? You know, Milrow's, uh, you know, showing some promise. Looks very well built. I've seen him throw the football. It looks amazing. Uh, coach is very high on him. I want to see defensive consistency. And leadership, I think it starts out up front with Henry Toto coming back and Mr. Will Anderson, the man. Um, great toughness. You got um, Jordan Battle in the backfield. You want to watch the receiving core. Mechie and Williams are gone. You wish them the best of luck in, in the NFL. You bring Law 2 back. I like the transfers on offense uh, with Jameer Gibbs. Uh, you got Jermaine Burton from UGA. I'm, I'm assuming, obviously, it's not going to be a Jai Hall, but uh, I think you guys are always talking about Ja'Cory Brooks and JoJo Earl that could step up. JoJo Earl's got a lot of speed. I've heard some people say he's like Waddle 2.0. And I mentioned Jermaine Burton and going forward, even Eli Ricks. You know, these these transfers coming in, um, you know, and, and Eli Ricks on the defensive side of the ball, a former five-star, you know, how do they fit in the system? You know, stars and talent don't don't really mean much unless you can go out and put it on the field. 
Um, I think all three transfers that we got this year, the main ones at least with Gibbs, Burton, and then Eli Ricks, I think are going to be very great. And then number five that I put in my article, I just want to see a championship type of Alabama. I just want to see consistency. I want to see a lot of discipline. Coach Saban, you know, always preaching some excellence in T-Town with the process and everything. So I think that this will be a good year. And you know, whatever happens in this game or doesn't happen, it's not necessarily what's going to, I mean, it's something for the team to learn from, but it's not exactly the team that maybe we'll see four or five months from now come fall. What do you think? Roll time. I mean, absolutely appreciate Ballard there for those points, that that list of five things he's looking forward to in the A-Day game. I think I'll add one more thing to that. And the thing I would add is the over-under, how many fans will be inside the stadium? Over-under 90,000. Because uh, in the early years of Coach Saban, it was like the rapture inside Brian Denny. You couldn't sit down. Like, it was standing room only that A-Day game because it meant that much to fans seeing Alabama back on top, seeing the Crimson Tide back dominant, back as the elite pinnacle of college football. I know in recent years we have not seen those numbers that big at an A-Day game, uh, but maybe with the loss to Georgia and the national championship game and all that's transpired since then, uh, maybe this spring game uh, we can get back to seeing those fans, you guys just out there, front and center, standing room only inside of that stadium. But we grabbed this call here. You're live on the show. What's going on? How we feeling? State your name and where you calling from. Yo, man, this is Shorty straight from Cleveland, Ohio. What's good, Stevie? Doing good, man. How you feeling? Oh, I'm feeling great, man. Yeah, I got to I gotta follow up with what that last caller said here. Uh, I don't know why he's worrying about the backup so much. We, we got a great starting lineup coming back, like Bryce Young and all them. And, you know, and then the other caller before him, I got to disagree with what he's saying there. Now, don't get me wrong now. And I got a lot of respect for him and this YouTube call-in show and all that. Wait, hold on a second. Hey, hold on, my cell phone's cutting in and out. Hold on, I'm on the toilet. I'm taking a crimson and wiping my tide. Oh, uh, you know you like that one, Stevie. <laughs> I'm on TV on my shot. First cop now. This I'm going to be a star, son. <laughs> Appreciate that call right there, calling to the show. We, we, we got people that just love calling to the show uh, right there in my own words. Or truly, Stephen Smith of Touchdown Alabama Magazine, 205-448-1358. Number to call in. 205-448-1358. But going back to my point here before we go to this topic, just want to see more fans inside Brian Denny Jump. Because as I mentioned before, there was a time where it, it was standing room only inside of Brian Denny. You knew how important the team was to you. You knew how important that game was to you getting inside there getting the first-hand look of the team, the players, the coaches, the atmosphere, and the excitement of, you know, what could this particular team or that particular team be in that uh, certain year? So looking forward to seeing the numbers in terms of fans inside Brian Denny. Over that 90,000 clip there, it could be right at 90,000, but about like either at that clip or a little bit over that. But we go to our topic, and that being – the spring game is set up for next week, uh, the 16th, 2 p.m. Central Time kickoff from Bryant Denny 
SEC Network Plus will be having the game for you. It's going to be an awesome A-Day game due to the first two African-American players that were integrated into the program, that being Wilbur Jackson and John Mitchell Jr. will both be honored, and this is great. They will get their plaques, they will get their accolades, they will get their roses and their flowers as they should, as they deserve them, because those two help change the landscape of Alabama football under Bear Bryant and beyond. So it's going to be a great day seeing John Mitchell Jr. and Wilbur Jackson. Also, we will have the game day chat for the A-Day games. If you want to hang out with you guys right here, Touchdown Alabama Magazine, John Ivory, Justin Smith, the rest of us, we will have the game day chat for you on Saturday for the spring game. But we're going to go to a break here, folks, from the show. Don't touch that dial because when we get back, we're going to highlight, recap, talk about, discuss the standouts offensively, the offensive standouts from the second scrimmage. We get into that, folks, right after this. Start of the fourth quarter, we throw them foes up. But now you don't have to wait until the fourth quarter. Get your four finger bling necklace at weownthefourthquarter.com. It's the first and only logo that captures the essence of all Crimson Tide players and fans as we represent the legendary Alabama football fourth quarter dominance. Get your four finger bling necklace right now at weownthefourthquarter.com. Get yours today and stun on them haters. Look at all these great players at Touchdown Alabama Magazine. Man, wait till I turn up this year. I'm gonna be on the front cover. But what if Will goes off? Or Joe, DeMarco, Chris, Tim, Christian. Don't wait, order now at touchdownalabama.com or call 833-483-2624 today. Thank you for tuning in. Show your support right now by clicking that like button. If you haven't subscribed, hit the subscribe button now and enable all notifications to make sure you don't ever miss any of the best Alabama football news, notes, and information right here on Touchdown Alabama. And we're back into the action here, folks, from the break. Number one show, hottest show on the streets, got that fire. Talking your Crimson Tide in my own words, George truly, Stephen Smith of Touchdown Alabama Magazine. Well, right now, people, we're at 54 likes. You guys doing an outstanding job. I continue hitting that like button, getting those likes past the moon. We're trying to get this thing now to 75 likes. Continue hitting that like button. Continue making this your show, your network platform channel and space to talk Bama. Also, hit that subscribe button right now. Smash subscribe right now. Get your friends, get your family to do so. If you love Bama, if Bama's what you crave, check out the content Hit that subscribe button on the YouTube channel. Also, leave that like up there as well. But we now get into uh, the standouts offensively from uh, the second scrimmage. And media personnel, we're not allowed to attend the scrimmage. However, we do get a chance to run into people that were there. Whether these be special club members or whatever the case may be, we, we have people that we source that provide to us information on what happened in the scrimmage, who did what, 
what took place. Give me the skinny, the 411, the whole deal. So, offensive standouts from the second scrimmage. First and foremost, Jermaine Burton. Uh, I was told by one source in particular who is extremely vetted. This guy knows coaches, uh, assistants, staffers, players, walk-ons, the whole nine. I was told by this source, Jermaine Burton is that dude. And when somebody is referred to as that dude, that means he on his game. He on his grizzly. He on his business. He on his thing. Uh, they can't stop him out there. And Burton coming over from uh, Georgia, you know, in the two years with the Bulldogs, 53 catches, 901 yards, eight touchdowns. And while he has respect for Stetson Bennett, you know, Stetson Bennett, nice, reliable Honda Hyundai car. No, Honda cars last forever. Hyundai cars reliable. But Jermaine Burton's also thinking, you know, I'm trying to become a first-round pick. I'm trying to be a a first-team All-American, first-team All-SEC. No, I I probably want to win this Fred Belitnikoff Award thing right here for the nation's top receiver. There's a lot of things I want to do. So do I want to mess around with this Honda or this Hyundai or do I want to get me an Escalade or a Rolls Royce or a Bentley Coupe or a Murcielago or a Bugatti? You know, I'm going to go get this Bugatti and, uh, you know, and Bryce Young and see what this Heisman Trophy winner, reigning Heisman Trophy winner can do, you know, in helping me get you know, my draft status, my draft numbers up to where they need to be at. And, uh, you know, Burden has come in here to Tuscaloosa and he's put in that work. It's what can I do to help this program win? What can I do to help this program excel and win championships? And uh, the last two scrimmages, he's been dynamic. Uh, this most recent one, Coach Saban mentioned, he had a lot of big plays, several of them. Uh, he caught seven balls. According to sources, two of his catches went for touchdowns, including a 97-yard catch and burrs to the house. He was gone. I'm not saying he's got that 4-2-4-3 speed of a Jamison Williams, but Jermaine Burton's probably got that 4-3-8-4-3-7 type speed. He got some go to him. He's got some serious go. So he's right now separating himself as receiver number one. And when you look at the connection between he and Bryce, two young men that were a part of the high school camps in California, that connection is right there. So we're continuing to hear the big things from Burton. Now, according, now when you look at the other receivers that are battling for that spot behind him as number two on down, when you look at Ja'Cory Brooks, I want to see I want to see how healthy does he look when he comes back. That's the big thing for Brooks. How healthy will Ja'Cory look when he comes back to uh, in the summer? Now, if he's back to, you know, Ja'Cory Brooks, he's big time. He's making the same type of plays he made with the catch against Auburn in the Iron Bowl, with the catch against uh, also Cincinnati in the Goodyear Cotton Bowl. If he's looking like that Ja'Cory Brooks from uh, a season ago pre-injury, then he's going to be a starter. He's definitely going to be a starter. Now, if he comes back and he seems to be a bit slowed and it seems to be kind of tough for him. He looks kind of hesitant out there on the field. Then we can kind of see a situation where you may have to have him take his time in coming back. But when you look at it, 
I think Ja'Cory Brooks definitely could be wide receiver number two. And then you've got, you know, a Christian Leary. You've got a JoJo Earl. You've got a Trayshawn Holden. You've got a Tyu Jones-Bell. You've got a Kendrick Law and an Aaron Anderson. So there's several receivers. There's a lot of receivers on this field. But just Ja'Cory Brooks, to me, I kind of want to see what he looks like when he comes back from uh, – uh, when he comes back in the summer after not playing the entire spring, but after Jermaine Burton, you've got a lot of receivers jockeying for that number two spot there. That's the wrong list that they're on screen for you. But uh, the, the, uh, the next standout would be for me is the offensive line. And uh, I've mentioned this. Coach Wolford has come in pressing buttons, moving guys around, shifting things around, trying to get the most dominant five on the field. And from left to right, this time around, the starting line was Kendall Randolph, left tackle, Javion Cohen, left guard, Seth McLaughlin at center, Damian George Jr., right guard, J.C. Latham at right tackle. And this group did some work. I mean, opening up holes in the run game, protecting Bryce Young. Young had quite a few touchdown passes in the second scrimmage. Now, there were some turnovers also, but quite a few touchdown passes. And uh, of course, when you're going up against guys like Will Anderson, Dallas Turner, and Chris Braswell, you're going to give up a sack or two. Will Anderson's the best pass rusher in college football. Dallas Turner is a rising star. Chris Braswell can make plays out there in his own right. But the first-team offense, listed right there on the screen with the offensive line, held its own. The question becomes... Tyler Steen, the transfer from Vanderbilt, what is his move? What is his decision? According to his father on social media, Steen has made his mind up. He's got his decision prepared, and it could be announced on social media, whether that be tonight or at the latest tomorrow. But what will be Steen's move? If Steen chooses to come to Alabama, then you're looking at a situation where Here's a guy from Vanderbilt, South Florida native. He's played in 41 career games, 33 starts at offensive tackle, 21 starts at left tackle, 12 starts at right tackle, and that's major experience coming from the portal. If you get Steen in here, you can put him at left tackle. You can put him at right tackle. It just depends on where does Coach Saban and uh, Coach Wolford see him fitting at best if he chooses to come. If he does not choose to come, then that would be Coach Saban putting huge trust in a uh, Kendall Randolph in that left tackle spot. Or if Tommy Brockermeyer just really rises up as he's second team now, if Brock really rises up and takes that left tackle spot, that'd be trust there for one of the Brockermeyer boys. But we'll see how Tyler Steen plays this, the first-team group of Randolph, Cohen, McLaughlin, Damian George, and J.C. Latham did do well there in that second scrimmage. But the next move here is the running back room. And uh, for the Crimson Tide, there, there's not that running back that's just separated themselves from the group. I mean, Jameer Gibbs has that Alvin Kamara, Kenyon Drake type of breakaway speed, explosiveness, big playability, dynamics with the ball in his hands. I mean, he makes quick cuts. He jukes guys out their shoes. He's electrifying out there. But Trey Sanders has been right there, too. He has not gone away. He's broken off some big runs. He's made some big plays. He's been through so much adversity in his life, and he's not trying to let 
Coach Saban down with all the trust that Saban has uh, instilled and imparted in him. And then even the freshman, uh, Jamar Young Miller, the four-star from Tyler, Texas, he's had some nice runs too. So it's not like just one running back has just broken completely away from the pack. Bama's got a dynamic running back room as a whole. And then once Jace McClellan and Roy Dell Williams return in uh, summer workouts and fall camp, that's going to be something nasty to see right there. So the running back room as a whole, really, really good. And now as we flip to the tight end position, a spot where Saban would like to see more depth at tight end. Uh, Danny Lewis Jr., Amari Black, two freshmen that will arrive in the summer. But one thing that was encouraging, along with Cameron Latou, who's had a great spring, uh, and I feel like people are not talking enough about him. I think we, I think we were so disappointed by Jaleel Billingsley a season ago and him not panning out that we did not properly give Latou his flowers in 2021. He did have eight touchdown receptions that he did. Now, of course, if he would have held on to a few more passes, probably would have had double digits and touchdown catches but you know it is what it is he still was dependable he still was reliable the two was he's gonna have an even bigger season in the coming fall so along with him having to get spring Robbie Oots had a 16-yard touchdown catch from Jalen Milrow in the second scrimmage this is big because we, we have not noticed Oots as a pass catcher we've seen him as a blocker he can flat out block from that fullback H-back row. Kind of reminds me of a Justin Fowler type. Uh, Oots at 260 pounds on that six foot five inch frame. But seeing him be able to catch the football, run routes, get up and down the field, score touchdown, that's very encouraging. Very encouraging watching the young man from South Carolina do that. So good stuff there from the tight end position. And then uh, backup quarterback, Jalen Milrow and Ty Simpson have both been encouraging for, for Coach Saban to watch. Jalen Milrow throwing touchdown passes in spring. Uh, I know people look at it, but Steven and Coach Saban also said he had two interceptions. Those were not Milrow's fault. Milrow put the ball accurately where it needed to be. The receiver in question did not hold the ball in, did not tuck the ball away. He gets hit, ball pops up in the air, interception that is not on the quarterback. That is not on Jalen Milrow. He put those passes dead on the money. Receiver got to be able to hold it, squeeze it, tuck it away, get up and down the field and mean business about what you're doing and trying to get those yards and or score. So Milrow has had a great spring. He has improved. He has grown as a passer. He's gotten the accuracy, the timing, the precision, the ball placements there for Milrow. So big for him and then Ty Simpson you know a young guy but getting better with each practice I mean uh, I've been told he's got a gunslinger for an arm he moves around he scrambles around but getting better wants to be better wants to learn more of a system so good things there from both quarterbacks but right now I still say Jalen Milrow has that number two primary spot locked up there behind one Bryce Young. But those are just the offensive standouts here from the second scrimmage. We go to a break right here, folks. Don't touch that down. When we get back, we go to the phone lines to grab your calls, your thoughts, your chats, your interactions. We talk to you, the fans, right after this. 
Don't touch that dial. Call in right now as we're taking your calls up next on In My Own Words with Stephen M. Smith. Brought to you by We Own the Fourth Quarter. Visit WeOwnTheFourthQuarter.com now to get your four-finger bling necklace. Every sports fan deserves the proper representation. Whitwill Sports introduces to you the title towel. Wave that title towel in the air like you just don't care in support of Nick Saban and the Alabama Crimson Tide. Only $9.99 and it lasts a lifetime. Head on over to WhitwillSports.com and get your title towel today. Touchdown Alabama Magazine is Alabama football's premier publication. A subscription to Touchdown Alabama Magazine is the perfect gift for any Alabama fan. For exclusive news and information, recruiting updates, a free annual print magazine, and more, go to touchdownalabama.com and click join. Only $7.95 per month or pay $74.95 for a full year subscription. That's a yearly saving of $20. Go to touchdownalabama.com today and roll tide. Thank you for tuning in. Show your support right now by clicking that like button. If you haven't subscribed, hit the subscribe button now and enable all notifications to make sure you don't ever miss any of the best Alabama football news, notes, and information right here on Touchdown Alabama. We're back into the action here, folks, from the break. Number one ticket here for your Bama football news. In my own words, yours truly. Stephen Smith of Touchdown Alabama Magazine. Appreciate the love from all of you on today's show. We're right now 62 likes, trying to get this puppy up to 75. Hit that thumbs up, hit that like button, run those likes up, make this your show, your network platform, channel, and space to talk Bama. Also, don't forget to smash that subscribe button. Hit subscribe right now if you haven't done so. Get your family and friends to subscribe for all things Bama content. Got you taken care of right here. We're going to go to the phone lines to grab your calls. Call segment brought to you by the Blue Wrench Gang, 205-448-1358. I'm going to call in to let your voice be heard, 205-448-1358. We grab this call here. You're live on the show. What's going on? How are you feeling? State your name and where you calling from. What's up, man? Devin Dixon calling from Auburn, Alabama. What's happening with you, man? You know, I just got a little question about the defense here. Um, you know, you got Brian Branch and Malachi Moore, but you also got Marco Hillman. So, like, what are we going to play? Who are we going to play? Because all three of them got to be on the field, man. I mean, that that's the beauty of it, man. That That's why you got so many sub packages that Saban puts on the field. You got to get your best athletes out there. I've been one to say take DeMarco Helms, move him to dime linebacker, get him close to the action because he loves to hit anyway, and you can put Malachi Moore at safety, Brian Branch at safety, whoever, whoever the other guy could be in the nickel spot, and you roll from there. But unfortunately, I'm not Coach Saban, so I cannot make that decision. <laughs> yeah. Well, that, that's about it right there, man. Thank you. Appreciate the call right there. It's going to be an interesting year. It'll be an interesting season because you got so much talent in the secondary. You have so much talent on the linebacker front. The one thing, John, I just want to see, and fans want to see this also, get the nose tackle spot in order. Can the nose tackle spot finally get in order here? Because I just want to see somebody rise up as that elite 
dominant guy in the middle of the defensive line and just create so much chaos for the opposing team. And to me, it doesn't even matter who it is. If it's Tim Smith, praise Jesus. If it's Jamil Burroughs, praise Jesus. If it's, just, if it's Jamarian Latham, if it's Damon Payne, if it's, if it's Gene Monis, whoever it is, just be disruptive consistently, right? Just be disruptive. Because I feel like that's the one spot Alabama's missing from being an, an all saving type of defense is that nose tackle, that guy in the middle that can just make the lives of a center, a guard, a quarterback, a running back, an offensive play caller a living nightmare. Is that guy right there in the middle. You're one of some of the same things that a Quinnen Williams did, a Deron Payne did, a Jesse Williams did, a Terrence Cody did, a Christian Barmore did. You got guys like that. Doing some of the things that guys like that were able to do game in and game out and practice, you name it. If Bama can get that position down packed, then this could be an all saving type of group here. But there'll be something fun to watch there. That'll be a position where my eyeballs will be on in the spring game, uh, in summer workouts, fall camp, and down the road here. But we're going to go to a quick topic here, 205-448-1358. And I'm going to call in, 205-448-1358. Want to hear from you, getting your thoughts, your opinions, your viewpoints be made known on the show. But Mac Jones, Mac J, Mac 10, Mac the boy, Mac Joker. Mac Jones here is preparing for his second season with the New England Patriots after setting franchise rookie records in 2021. And he's serious about putting this work in. Mac Jones is down there in Tampa, Florida, throwing throwing with all of his receivers, whether it's crossing routes, timing routes, deep ball patterns, slant routes. Like, he's getting this chemistry going with all of these guys down here in Tampa. Mac is trying to be the best young quarterback in the NFL. I mean, this past season, you think about it, the draft, the draft process he endured where people said, oh, Trevor Lawrence is better than Mac, Trey Lance is better than Mac, Justin Fields is way better than Mac, and Mac Jones had a better rookie season than all three of those guys. Now, granted, people will say, but Steven Trevor Lawrence was with the disaster known as the Jaguars. But Steven, you know, Trey Lance, he had the deal of Jimmy Garoppolo in front of him. But Steven, uh, Justin Fields, the Bears are just dysfunctional. That still did not stop the haters from saying Fields is better than Mac, Lawrence is better than Mac, uh, Trey Lance is better than Mac. I even heard some folks saying Zach Wilson is better than Mac, the kid that went to the Jets from BYU. And yet Mac had the better, the best rookie season of all that group. And he's coming back with even more hunger. Mac has even started to... Uh, bulk up his body. He's leaned down. He's trimmed up. He's chiseled up some. So, brother going after it. Mac Jones is going after it. All I'm saying, if I am Bill Belichick and Robert Kraft, hey, if you want a receiver in this draft, you can get him. You can get him right here in this draft. So, if I'm, if I'm Bob Kraft, if I'm Bill Belichick, get this young man some receivers. You get him some receivers, Mac is going to take off in year two in the league. But, we go to our final break here, folks, from the show. When we get back, we touch on the defensive standouts from the scrimmage, tidying some things up. We'll be back after this. 
you're an avid Alabama Crimson Tide fan and you love to flaunt it, then show your Alabama Crimson Tide support by grabbing the Alabama sneakers. They feature bold Crimson Tide graphics, so no one will be able to question where your allegiance lies. When you add these sweet sneakers to your Alabama Crimson Tide collection, go to stsfootwear.com and use the code TDALABAMA for $15 off your purchase. That's code TDALABAMA for $15 off your purchase. Go to stsfootwear.com and get your Alabama sneakers today. Touchdown Alabama Magazine is Alabama football's premier publication. A subscription to Touchdown Alabama Magazine is the perfect gift for any Alabama fan. For exclusive news and information, recruiting updates, a free annual print magazine, and more, go to touchdownalabama.com and click join. Only $7.95 per month or pay $74.95 for a full year subscription. That's a yearly saving of $20. Go to touchdownalabama.com today and roll tide. Thank you for tuning in. Show your support right now by clicking that like button. If you haven't subscribed, hit the subscribe button now and enable all notifications to make sure you don't ever miss any of the best Alabama football news, notes, and information right here on Touchdown Alabama. All right, people, people, people. We're back in from the break here on a Monday. Hottest show on the streets, bringing you that fire Crimson Tide football news. In my own words, yours truly, Stephen Smith of Touchdown Alabama Magazine. Appreciate the love coming from all of you. Trying to get this thing up to that 75 likes. Continue to hit that like button. Hit that thumbs up here. Get those likes all the way up for us. We appreciate you guys. And hit subscribe. If you haven't done so, get your family and friends to subscribe. Because if you like the content, they will do it as well. Bringing you all things Bama football up close, front, and personal to you right here on this show. But before we get into the final topic of conversation, I remind you of TDAWear.com. That's TDAWear.com. So we got all of your clothing, style, uh, swag, sauce needs right here, cultural needs. Check us out right now, TDAWear.com. That's TDAWear.com. Link in the description. Do your shopping right here. Go ahead and get yourself prepared for Saturday's spring game by doing your shopping right there. Get yourself prepared for the upcoming season in the fall by doing your shopping right here. Get your gear supporting your Crimson Tide and uh, help out in that support of Coach Saban, the University of Alabama, the student athletes, and us here at Touchdown Alabama Magazine. But Switching now from offense to defense, guys that stood out on that side of the ball in the second scrimmage. And uh, we'll start things off here with Jalen Moody. He's been really playing well. He is playing very well next to Henry To'o as the weak side linebacker, Henry T, the middle Mike linebacker. Uh, Jalen Moody hitting gaps, fitting gaps, uh, sideline to sideline, lateral quickness showing Great skill set there, or smooth skill set there in coverage as that weak side backer. I'm, I'm really happy for Moody. He waited his time. He's been patient. He's been humble. He's been ten toes down, as the young generation would say. He's put in so much work for this moment, this opportunity to finally be a starter here on this defense. And he's looked smooth. He's looked great. He's looked strong. Looking forward to seeing him. 
in the spring game, perform well, do well, and carry that into summer workouts, fall camp, and the upcoming season. Because when he's gotten into games, he's made plays. Whether it's a big tackle, a sack, a tackle for loss, a fumble recovery, a forced fumble, an interception, no matter at what point Coach Saban puts 42 Moody in the game, uh, the young man from South Carolina has made his presence felt out there. And I'm looking forward to seeing that continue with him in the spring game. But he looked really, really sound, really good out there. But what got me excited, people, the most, this Bama secondary. This Bama secondary is looking back to that no-fly zone where you had guys like Ha-Ha Clinton Dix back there, Minka Fitzpatrick back there, Eddie Jackson back there, Ronnie Harrison back there. Now, those guys that can pick a ball off and take it back to the apartments. You, know, you, you got them guys back there. And um, I was told, going back to once again, guy I trust highly vetted source knows everybody within that program uh, the Bama secondary had between five and six interceptions in the second scrimmage uh, a few of those were pick sixes uh, Brian Branch had a pick six uh, Jacquez Robinson had a pick six Malachi Moore is looking good he's looking good he had a pick in the scrimmage he's back out there doing his thing but the guy that it, it, it surprised me Christian Story had two interceptions Christian Story, who came in the 2020 class from Lynette High School in Alabama. He was Mr. He was Mr. Alabama football from the 1A high school rank. So keep your eyes on Christian Story. I think he's going to get some playing time in this upcoming season. Of course, he's going to get playing time on special teams. But in terms of being in the secondary, I think his growth within the defensive system He's going to get some playing time. I was also told Eli Ricks is the only DB out there that can challenge and handle Jermaine Burton. And that's something right there because Mr. Ricks posted some positive words of affirmation on his bathroom wall in his dorm room here at UA. And some of those words of affirmation he posted included uh, getting five-plus interceptions, getting 20-plus pass breakups, Winning the Jim Thorpe Award, which goes to the nation's top defensive back. Being a first-team All-American. Winning a national championship. And then being a top-ten NFL draft pick for 2023. Those, those are some big words there of positive affirmation coming from uh, Eli Ricks. But I think he can get this done. I think he will hold up to his former five-star billing that he got from the high school ranks prior to choosing LSU as his first destination before transferring to the Crimson Tide via the portal. So he's been challenging Jermaine Burton in practice in spring scrimmages and has done a very, very good job. So uh, this secondary is looking good, people. I mean, this this defensive backfield, if everything falls into place, this should be an elite top five, top three group here in the secondary because you got you got so many pieces and you have to get them all on the field, and you have to create different packages for these guys. What I was, what's also been thrown out there in the streets in the rumor mill. Now I don't know how true this is. Once I get some confirmation on this, I will share this. But I thought from hearing this out there in the streets a little bit, I thought this was intriguing. There could be a package this season that Pete Golding is cooking up here. There could be a package 
where we could see Will Anderson, Dallas Turner, and Chris Braswell all on the field at the same time. And if that happens, you want to talk about thou shall not from the Bible? You want to talk about sinful and unholy? That package would be sinful and unholy. You putting that on the field at the same time, getting after one quarterback. I mean, we saw Golding in the Cotton Bowl against Cincinnati where he had Turner and Will Anderson lined up on the same side, getting after Desmond Ritter. And I just felt I just felt so bad for Desmond Ritter. I felt so bad for that kid. He got toe up. I mean, he got toe up like a piece of meat getting eaten alive by a pit bull. It was that bad uh, watching uh, Desmond Ritter get eaten alive out there by those two dudes. So if there is a package that Golden is working on with Anderson, Turner, and Braswell all on the field at the same time. Look out. That could be something to really, really watch here in the upcoming season. But really happy with what uh, Jalen Moody was able to do in that second scrimmage and also the Alabama defensive secondary uh, rounding into form here. But as always, you want the best news, notes, information, and coverage on your favorite program, that being the Crimson Tide. You can get this by downloading the Touchdown Alabama Magazine app or accessing the app, excuse me. You can download the app from the iPhone App Store if you're rocking team app or Google Play Store if you got the Android phone. For your audio needs, check us out. iTunes or Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Spreaker, TuneIn Radio, Overcast.fm, Google Play, or iHeartRadio. The good and gracious Lord sees fit. I shall return on Wednesday, continuing the conversation that is Bama football. Remember, Tide fans, you can purchase individual copies of Touchdown Alabama magazine. Have those sent to your door. That link in the description. Also, if you're trying to get the fresh edition, print edition of TDA, the magazine, you go to touchdownalabama.com. You click join, become a member, a subscriber today. So check that out right there, uh, touchdownalabama.com, getting that subscription. Also, if you're trying to get the four-finger bling necklace, four-finger bling jewelry, courtesy of our guys at weownthefourthquarter.com, that's weownthefourthquarter.com. That link in the description as well. Once again, appreciate you, the fans, getting this to 25,000 subscribers strong. You guys are absolutely incredible. It's because of you that we enjoy doing what we do here, giving you what you crave, your nonstop content on Bama. Got to appreciate my man John Alvin in the production studio doing his thing behind the scenes. And also, don't forget, people, to subscribe. If you haven't done so, smash subscribe right now. Stop what you're doing. Hit that subscribe button. Show us that love right there. Get your family, get your friends to subscribe. Turn on those notifications so that way you can be alerted. Hit that little bell. You can be alerted on every time new content drops here from TDA on YouTube. You don't want to miss anything. If you want the money and the crumbs, like Louise is saying, you can get the money and the crumbs by hitting that notification bell and checking out the content. Also, don't leave. We got this special in-depth video on Jay and Milrow premiering in just a minute. So we got this special video here from uh, on Jay and Milrow that's going to premiere. Check it out. 
by our man, uh, Mr. Fresh here, who's also known as a, a big member here of Touchdown Alabama Magazine. You will be automatically redirected to that video or uh, that preview of Jalen Milrow immediately after this live. So be, be sure to stay in the chat as you're getting the video here, uh, the in-depth thing there on Jalen Milrow. But until next time, folks, husbands, love your wives. Wives, appreciate, value those husbands, children. Y'all know what to do by now. You do the right thing, fun thing, smart thing, good thing, legitimate thing to not be bored. You get yourself those three hearty meals a day, those three great laughs a day. You, as always, protect yourself. Protect the loved ones around you. Until next time, folks, get in the Jalen and Milrow video. I'll see you guys Wednesday. You've been listening to In My Own Words.